You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Another episode of the Short Shift Podcast. Apparently, episode fucking a million. <laughs> I'm, I don't count. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't Andrew, or can't. Andrew, what episode is this? This is episode 107. Okay. We'll go with that. Yep. Yeah. Somewhere in between, at least. Somewhere in between 100 and a million. So, yeah. It feels sure. like a million. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, where do you guys want to start? I actually just kind of want to ask how you guys are doing tonight because. What a week for the uh, for the bees. Kind of shitty, sluggish, morose game against Seattle, and then two pretty entertaining victories. Mm-hmm. There is legitimately a silver lining to the Seattle loss, which is we no longer care if we lose another game at home. That's like, that's kind of true, yeah. Was anyone kind of like, oh, man, can we just get this over with and it not be to Toronto? Right, yeah. I mean, to, giving it to Seattle, you know, the Pacific Division is... It certainly is. It exists. Yeah. It was the best case scenario. If we're going to drop one of those three, you don't want to lose it to Philadelphia because they're starting to, they actually were kind of hot coming into they're, that they game. They won seven of eight. Yeah. yeah. Did you see who they beat in seven? Sure. They beat the Caps yeah. twice, but like mm-hmm. it was the West Coast swing. It was, yeah, it wasn't good. The team you can only good. play who's in front of you, man. Sure. Yeah. But it's still less impressive than winning, you know, seven of eight against good competition. Yeah. The way they just like cowered down halfway through that game, though, like I get it. It's a matinee matinee game. You probably don't walk into that with tons of energy. You're not used to playing day games, but Philadelphia just kind of they didn't want to be there the second half of that game. That third period, they didn't fucking do anything. No, they didn't. That was I mean, it's just not like they could the other two periods when they were trying. Yeah, I mean, they got a <laughs> they got a five on three for a minute 46 and did dick all with it. Yep. What so, a what a great and that was such a moment where like preserve this shutout boys like get sway this shutout yeah. yeah that mattered to me that mattered to him I love how the team kept like just going all out to keep that alive I really appreciate that I think yeah. the Flyers gave up when when Pavel Zaka went fucking horizontal on a slap shot oh my <laughs> god what a spicy little man that is oh I'd love to see it. <laughs> Love to see it. Love Do you guys want it. to touch on the fact that he got a big contract? Or Oh, my God. I didn't even put that on the itinerary. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. I, I knew his name was going to come up, but what do you have? Four years, 4.7? Something like four that? Years, yep, four years, 4.75 million. Yep. Any complaints? No. I, I think the first year is going to be a little painful just because of where we are cap-wise next year. Yeah. And then it's going to be exactly like the type of deal you give to a utility guy like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with the cap supposed to go up by at least a million each year over the next couple of years. 
is the cap isn't the cap the cap supposed to shoot up in like two years isn't it do we even know anymore it's supposed to reports have said 1.5 million increase for this next season but none of them have actually been confirmed by a reliable source yet so mm-hmm. we don't mm-hmm. actually know yeah until hag that- until hag says it i don't believe it yeah <laughs> until <laughs> I, 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 until we get pen to paper by murphy yeah i don't believe anything <laughs> There is a real chance if Zaka continues to improve because he still needs to improve. But if he's your 2C next year and it's like going well, that's an absolute steal. Mm -hmm. Oh, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Don't know if that's going to be the case. Well, if you have if you have your your 2C and 3C both being utility players like Coyle is for the three, the third line and Zaka is for the second line. That's a interesting dynamic. Yeah. Weird way to build a team. Yeah. But that's the kind of way that Don Sweeney has built this team over the last eight years. Versatility and utility and ability to play multiple positions, multiple lines, blend with others is just is it's more that seems to be more important to the type of makeup that he wants that Don Sweeney and Cam and maybe to a lesser extent Cam Neely want in this in this team. So yeah. I think Zaka is kind of a Zaka is kind of indicative of that. And it's in taking a crack at value mm-hmm. because we don't know exactly what the value is going to be. But uh, I think it was actually in the post game uh, after the Flyers game that Krejci might have made a comment about the fact that like he saw that Zaka had a good game. And acknowledge the fact that sometimes when you sign a deal, it takes a lot of pressure off you. It takes a lot of those those extra voices going on in your head and just allows you to just concentrate on playing your game. And mm-hmm. and his game is clearly like there's been instruction. Take a fucking shot. Release mm-hmm. the puck. Because mm-hmm. it, we've we've heard this before, even from Devils fans coming into this year. He's got a pretty shot. Yeah. He's got more yeah. than a pretty shot. He has an excellent shot. He does. I mean, that's when an above-average NHL shot. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I mean, you get Zaka's mindset for for that being like maybe there was a little bit of pressure that was added on at the beginning of the season because when he was talking about when he signed the contract, the same day that Bergeron and Gregi signed the contract, he said, "What? Uh, I forget who asked it, but somebody asked, why didn't you go for multiple years? And he straight up said, I wanted to bet on myself. Yep. So. Sign a, sign a show me deal and then show me. Mm-hmm, exactly. And showing himself too. Yep. What, what's he now? 28 points in 43 games? Yeah. Not bad. I'll take that. I'll take that. I will take that from what is ostensibly my. 3C. 3C. <laughs> 3C. 3LW. Yeah. He's played the right uh, yep. some this year. Like he's played all over and has shown to know how to play all mm-hmm. three positions. Yep. Good deal. I have no complaints about this deal. I think it's good value. Um, Certainly easy to have no complaints because he's put together a good stretch these last couple of weeks too. So yeah. Even while missing open nets. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I think this is a good segue into something that we were going to talk about in a little while anyway, which is the check line in general. It's have you guys noticed this, how feast and famine this line is? Mm-hmm. They feast Zaka, on bad teams and famine on good ones. Well, it feels like that, right? Zaka, mm-hmm. Krejci, Pasternak, like they'll have games where they, they melted the flyers. They absolute like 
steel beam melted these motherfuckers and <laughs> you sit there and go oh the line's fixed because the west coast swing too just absolutely crushed every team they faced the west coast mm-hmm. but then you have games like the seattle game i mean even the toronto game i actually have to go back and look at the toronto game because oh well pasta was up with that's right we went full nuclear on toronto because monty was like no we're gonna no, yeah the check we didn't have the we didn't have the check line we didn't have yeah. the check line there are just games where they get completely eliminated to the point where they can't even get into the offensive zone, which is a massive blow, mostly because it means pasta isn't where he belongs unless it's on the power play. Yeah. And I just wonder, is this the team starting to get game more consistency? Because we four out of five, four out of six games, they've been really good. Or is it just simply, hey, we're playing shitty teams and that line is so much speed that they can get around bad defenses easily. I think you kind of touched on something a little bit. It's 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 adjusting the line. It's adjusting to how you play the lines to where what kind of game you're playing them at. What did they do? What did they do for the Toronto line? Toronto game. They put up the production line and they put down I mean Craig they put Craig Smith down in the second the second right wing he lasted all but like a period and a half up there but we'll get to that too but um I don't know if it's I don't know if it's them gaining more consistency or if it's just Jim ever just Montgomery just getting getting a little better at picking his own picking the spots of where he deploys them of how he deploys them yeah i mean i i get that i just the last thing i want to see is us turn back into a one-line team and that's the biggest fear of mine i loved having pasta i love having pasta on a second line there i would just really like the check line to work to work against every competition oh for sure absolutely absolutely but i think i think this is also a, a coaching mechanism too is that if you let them gain confidence together like this maybe you put them against a Carolina or New Jersey and see what happens. And if they'd start start building up that confidence because, you know, Zaka and Krejci could give a fuck. Zaka and Pasternak have games that are very predicated on confidence and momentum. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that has gonna, that's going to have something to do with it too. Pasta could have had a uh, hat trick against Seattle, if I remember correctly. I think he had I, I gotta go look up his shots because he was all around the net during that game and just could not fucking buy one the team had no hey, and martin jones shut us out yeah no i think i said that a couple times um i mean the videos maybe once or twice i don't know yeah <laughs> how many shots did he have he had five shots on goal and he missed oh. a half dozen more like <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah, he tried to take o- he tried to take over that game and uh, couldn't. But yeah, sometimes sometimes you get got. Do you put any stock into that game? No, uh, like real, like lasting stock. Not like, hey, it was a fluke. I don't really mean that, but just like to change how you view the team at all. I don't think so. Mostly because they came back and they responded. Yeah, I think like, I would t- put more stock into it if they made neg against Toronto. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I mean, the, the Seattle game wasn't great. Uh, the, I'm sure if we sit here and really want to talk about that game, we could find some bright spots in it, but there wasn't a lot. Uh, the The lasting thing for me is the reports that, and we talked about this on our group text, Montgomery 
blasted the team after the game. Blasted mm-hmm. them about their effort, blasted them about their finish, blasted about everything. I didn't and catch that. Like, what did he say? Do you, do you I, know exactly? I, what? It was just said that Monty got loud and and in the team's face after the game. Mm-hmm. I just read a couple of reports on Twitter and stuff like that. So obviously, there's a chance that it's exaggerated, but I would believe that if at all Monty has had an opportunity to lay into the team a little bit, uh, that would be the one. He took the rum. Yeah, he took the rum. You know, the, the, and I think I think with that, I actually never realized that. So I think with that, Ian, does that assuage your not fear, but assuage your you know watchful eye of Montgomery being maybe a little too passive? Actually, it was a, a, a basically copying what Thomas said, which was the response in the Toronto game mm-hmm. was more than enough for me to go, man, I'm worried about nothing with Monty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because even if I hadn't awesome. heard that he like freaked out about that, about that, because I don't want him to just be like a dick to everybody. I just want him to be a coach at times. A coach gets his team ready. And if they came in after laying an egg against Seattle and then had that game against Toronto, which was a great game. Like, we weren't perfect in it by any means. Like, Mm -hmm. Toronto was right in that game, obviously. But still, your team's not that ready after getting shut out by Martin Jones unless your coach has gotten them ready. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It was even better live. God, fucking Martin Jones. Yeah, I believe it. All right, tell me about this. I Like, that's what I really want to talk about. (laughs) Can you guys tell me, like, what? how did it go? Like, I don't know. You probably saw more of the game than I did. (laughs) What? What does that mean? (laughs) Go ahead, go ahead, Thomas. Tell him the story. No, no Thomas. Just no. a fair amount of just a fair amount of drinking. Uh, did not see uh, puck drop for the second or third because I was late getting back to the seats. But uh, awesome time, Jim, uh, who hooked us up with the tickets, uh, was awesome. Super, super Great fun guy. to hang out with. Uh, I didn't get him. I didn't get much of an opportunity to talk to Anthony except for before the game in, in the Legends Club. Uh, but still, like. Such a smart hockey kid. Such mm-hmm. a smart hockey kid. So, uh, great little crew. And obviously, that's exactly what we wanted to see. It came way too close to going into fucking overtime, like I called, uh, just to mm-hmm. fuck me up because I did have to drive home after it. Uh, but it was nice, obviously, to uh, to get to hang with Andrew. Uh, probably intimidated him right off the bat because the second he saw me, he's like, all right, let's get a beer. I was like, I'm going to grab a beer and a shot. And I'm just ripping down. A Jameson double to start my night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he, so he's he probably like, with- I'm fucked tonight. Like yeah. this, this kid's gonna hurt me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and um, I, I I didn't really get the I didn't really get the fear of God until um <laughs> until uh, that first goal went in by Toronto. Yeah, he purposely sat on the opposite side of the aisle. You, I that. sure shit did. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that a, yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. But overall, awesome game. It was just a stressful game and stressful evening highlighted by a fucking great dub. It's a great and, dub. And, and, and honestly, like I said this before, arguably the biggest regular season in the game. Obviously, the, the Winter Classic is like the most e- extravagant game of the season. But this was arguably the biggest matchup. Oh, this was the, the biggest so game far. of the season yeah. so far. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, couldn't agree more. I wouldn't trade the Winter Classic for anything. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. I, after that game ended, and I just remembered after it ended, I'm like, God, they're there. 
you guys got to watch a much better game than I got to watch. Yeah. Yeah. As far as hockey goes, you guys get to watch a fucking doozy. Yeah, oh, what a absolutely. great game that was. So it was such a fun watch. I my yeah. heart was tight the whole time. Oh, it was great. I do feel some level of satisfaction too that the fact that the game winner was a Grizz goal. Because mm-hmm. I just talked about him on the previous podcast. So it, was, it just kind of it just it worked out for me. A Grizz clapper, an absolute yep. bomb of a shot. Yeah. And then immediately, I, I bet Murray's pissed they didn't challenge that because mm-hmm. uh, he was immediately looking to the ref after it. Yep. How um, how big do you think that game that game really is in the grand scheme of things? Because like, directly after the game, I was like, what a massive win. Mm-hmm. How big is that, though, really? For, for me, looking at what the Eastern Conference is going to bring out in the playoffs... We show that we can beat the Devils. We know we can beat a team like the Rangers. We could beat the Caps, but we didn't beat Toronto the first time around. Yeah. That was our only bugaboo. We, sh- we showed that we did it, or mm-hmm. that we could do it. Not that I think that that locker room really thought that they couldn't. I think this team feels like they could fucking beat anybody on any given night because they can. But sometimes you need to you need to show it to yourselves and show it to everybody else in that locker room, show it to the media, show it to the fans, et cetera. And that I think it's it's hard to really quantify how important that is. They definitely believe that they can beat anybody because the, the post game for the flyer the 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 Flyers game and the, the post game for the Flyers game. Somebody, uh, one of them said uh, to Jim Montgomery, "I'll tell you, you hadn't had a." had many blowouts and he goes lately (laughs) (laughs) speaking of do you guys want to hear a fun little stat absolutely it has to do with toronto i I was watching the the leafs panthers game and a stat came up that in games that the leafs allowed four or more goals they were they have like two wins out of 16 games so they've allowed at least four goals and I was like, that can't this be season? Like, Yeah, I was going to say 16. They have the third best uh, goals allowed per game in the in the league. How is that possible? And then I looked at it. The Bruins have allowed 94 goals uh, through 43 games. The Leafs, who are third in that category, have allowed 117 in 44 games. <laughs> Not counting whatever this, the Panthers game uh, ends up at. Uh, this was just at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we're... We're at least 121 <laughs> as of recording right now, yeah. if you count the Panthers. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just another stat that I got to look at and went, wow, we're pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. We are pretty I, good. I enjoy that stat. I, I like that. Too. I like that. Ten out of ten. Defense. They've had sixteen games. They've allowed at least four goals. Scoring's up, kids. <laughs> like yeah. fuck. Yeah. Not if you're watching the Bruins. Not if you're watching the Bruins. Well, yeah. our scoring's up at least. Yeah, our scoring's up. <laughs> our um, our backup, our backup goaltender, who just literally two weeks ago was being called to be replaced by Keith Kincaid. Mm-hmm is now seventh in the nhl in goals against average yep. yep he has a 912 save percentage which puts him like 20th in the league which you know, of course you're gonna be like okay good good for him 20th yeah two weeks he's ago a, he was at 896 yeah he's a backup first of all and he's 20th in the league and like you just said andrew 
his numbers to start the season were horrendous. He said to work his ass off to get back to a 9-12, which is above league average at this point, mm-hmm. if you consider all the goalies, uh, starters and backups. Yeah, all the goalies. I mean, I just feel like sometimes people only look at starter goalies for like league average stuff, and you're like, well, that's ignoring a lot of games. Mm-hmm. 100%. So. Yeah. That's a backup, but that might be slowly transitioning back into a 1B with, with the rotation that Monty is pulling right now. Pretty clear, right? Did you say rotation? Because I kind of like that. Oh, I did no. say that, yes. That's so, <laughs> that's so dad, it hurts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to... Uh, do you want to give me that Monty quote regarding Swayman? Do you have uh, it in front of you? Uh, let me put it in front of me. Just give me one second. Let me cut that. Okay. We have the best goalie tandem in the NHL. You had to look that up. You couldn't remember that. <laughs> I thought he said something else. <laughs> Also, I just came back from a 10-hour day at work. You can blow me. Mm-hmm. Andrew, learn your lines. I had a 10-hour day at work, too. You fucking fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I, um, I had a really easy day. This is my week so far. I, we're going to get off topic for a second. So, Monday, I go in, 6 a.m. I've got a 10-hour day in front of me, and I'm not going to be able to watch the game. And the hospital is so slow, and I kind of, I kind of, I was at a certain desk that gets a little less traffic that I just put on the game from like one to four. <laughs> and I just watched and took notes during work. So yeah. great Monday, first of all. Awesome Monday. And then today, um, I just answered phones all day. I sat in the back and answered phones and it was dead again. And so I was just looking at hockey stuff all fucking day. Do you want to know what my Monday consisted of? I called my boss and asking him if I could have Monday off and he gave it to me. Nice. <laughs> Hey, the new job is great. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, I don't hate it. <laughs> Usually my job is like so frantic all the time. And for some reason, the past two days have been a completely different story. It's not going to last, but I'll take a little break. Yeah, exactly. You you got to you gotta take the good with the good with the good, I guess. Yeah, good with I'll just, the, I'll just take the, the good as, as good. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. English is, is my first language, I swear to God. Yep. <laughs> So I mean, you just made the comment about Swayman now being seventh in the uh, in the league for goals against. Uh, do you think this is the best tandem? Can you even think of another tandem right now uh, in the NHL that is comparable? Um, it's hard to do that because to say somebody's seventh in the like we have two top ten. Yeah, but the problem is including number one. Like who? You know what I mean? Like it's we're spoiled right now. No one comes close to what Olmark's doing this year so far. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to think Hellebuck, you want to think... Uh, uh, yeah, but Hellebuck's backup is David Riddish. And Riddish hasn't been good. Um, Sorokin, but Varlamov hasn't been yeah. good behind him. Varlamov's been, like, average, but I think what Lane Lambert has kind of uh, unlocked the key. Hey, s- ride Sorokin into the fucking ground. Vimelka. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I can't name his backup. Connor Ingram, who is bad? <laughs> Soros, but I can't remember who their backup is. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't got the president. That might also be David Rich. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes back and forth. Uh, so, so this is a long-winded answer of no. 
there are no other tandems in the league that come. I was kind well, of I think it's very like at, at least give it a good faith, give, like give a good yeah. faith effort to try to think about it. Yeah. If you try to name goalies, I can keep going. Copley, but quick is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah quick's at the tail end here. Yeah. Grubauer and Martin Jones. Hell yeah. Aw, <laughs> get fucked. I should get fucked after that. I should. Uh, <laughs> oh. Yeah, so no. We have the best. Yeah. I, I think we have the best current tandem in the league. And we have the best team playing in front of them, which fucking mm. helps. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by the way, Saros' backup is Kevin Lankinen. Okay. I knew that. God damn it, Ian, you stupid fuck. Couldn't tell I you I've seen that. a single game from him this year. Former Blackhawk. That's all I know about him. Yeah. I have not watched him play. The Blackhawks actually uh don't no, fin- don't finish that sentence. Well, Stalock has actually been playing out of his fucking mind. And he got hurt. And he got he's concussed right now. Yep. Which obviously I'm I'm pretty sure somebody did that on purpose to him so that the Blackhawks would keep losing. Wait, no, I think it's your sketch. I think it was your your preseason sketch for the Blackhawks come to life. I don't even. Uh, yep, that's pro- <laughs> that's probably it. You're gonna join him in the emergency room. <laughs> God, that's uh, God, how do like I remember what you wrote more than what you remember? I never rewatch my stuff. I never like. I don't know, man. I have a bad memory. Bad, bad, my, bad. You're my favorite YouTuber, Ian. Can I have your autograph? Which we just hit 1,800. Woo, woo. Nice. Nice. Very exciting. good. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. All right. Where are we, boys? We kind of got sidetracked. That's okay. We're, we're skipping around a little bit. Let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's all scroll up a little bit, and let's acknowledge David Krejci quietly sneaking into 1000 career games someone has to acknowledge it right, <laughs> right there back. was a there was a i believe it was amelie benjamin um from the boston herald globe boston globe mm-hmm. amelie benjamin from the boston globe um was talking about she was talking to somebody from the front office the bruins front office and he acknowledged man this this uh, thousand games for Krejci really snuck up on us, mm-hmm. and she mentioned him. Hey, isn't that just a microcosm for his career? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong at no. all. No. I mean, other than like the social media blast, like twenty four hours before it, I didn't honestly know that it was close. Mm-hmm. Like I knew he was well we over nine hundred. But... We attended his nine hundred ninety ninth game, mm-hmm. and nobody said neat. dick about it. Yep, yeah, it was exactly. not talked about until after the fact. <laughs> he also he kind of looked like he he would rather talk about anything else too. Yeah, when they it. interviewed him after yeah. the game, he was so nonchalant about it. He's like, uh, "When I'm when I'm retired, I'll I'll look back and I'll think about these type of things." But right now, I'm, we're just concentrating on how this team can get better, how this team can win. It's like, all right, Bill Belichick, like, thank you. All right, well, that he'll also that that and also when they acknowledged him for the thousand, there was like the standing ovation and the stick taps and all that. Yeah, he looked so uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, like, please stop, please yeah, stop. He's in just any not way. that dude. He's yeah. just not. They are gonna do a ceremony for him. February 18th. Is that what it was? Okay, great. I'm glad you had the numbers. Uh, so, which is good. You, you got to do something for the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I did find it interesting today. I put up a, a poll. This is a little cheap of me because we had this discussion before of like whether or not you put him in the rafters. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure this will now be the third time we've talked about it. I'm pretty sure you're right. I am just every time shocked by how many people do forget that he was 
the one C on that championship team. Mm-hmm. And people are like, yeah, but he was never really the one C. No, 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 no. He was a hundred percent our top line center. Yep. During that playoff run, no one was like, well, Bergeron is gonna-. well, no, Bergeron was going to be, but he wasn't. Krejci was the one C. Mm-hmm. It's just weird when you look back at it, just because what Bergeron's put together as a career, everyone's just like, yeah, he's the guy. I'm like, yeah, but not. Yeah, like he's it's, it's kind of a what is it? A mandala effect? Is that what that's called? When it's that's like way too smart for me, man. Mm-hmm. Well, it, 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 it's it's when it's sort of like the, there's a um, augmented reality cousins. of what it is, but isn't. <laughs> So what did you say, Thomas? It's something about kissing cousins or some shit. I, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, I was going to go one episode without saying any weird shit, but you just opened the door. Bullshit. You are not going to make it a full episode. Hey, you I made it. Th- hey, hey, I made it this far. Yeah. All no, right. Go ahead. go ahead. Make your point with. Yeah. Well, because, you know, it's just Bershon's always been the one C. Yeah. Like it may be like a semantics issue, but. We always knew Marsham was going to turn into an elite left winger. It's yeah. shit yeah. like that. It's exactly yeah. shit like that. Yeah. yeah. I think Marsham changed the trajectory of both guys' career just because of where he was placed. Oh, you absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. Couldn't agree but, more. But to be honest, Krejci is just as good as we thought he was going to be. He just did it in a different spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. And And whatever the reasons are behind that, Look, we're, we've been very lucky to have both of these guys on this organization for quite some time. Enough to play a thousand games. Krejci's what? I, I think they said he was the seventh Bruin to ever hit that milestone in the in our jersey. Yeah, if he wild? finishes, if he finishes this season without like any big injuries or anything, he should end the season top five in franchise games played. That's insane. Top That's five insane. in does assists. Does not feel like that. Uh, and he's already top ten in points, but he should sneak in top five in assists this year too. I think. I so think does this? Does away. this? Those stats specifically? Does that cement a jersey in the rafters? It really makes you think about it. A huge mm-hmm. part of the cup we won, first one we. I mean, obviously, fifty year drought. Outside of that, um, I, it, it's really hard. I'm 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 a no that he goes to the rafters. I, I was a no two years ago. I don't think that should have changed. I don't think anything should have changed yet on that opinion. Mm-hmm. I think we were all. I think we've all at one point or another been no, but damn, it's close. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's. I think the problem is if you have too many people going like, yeah, it's close. That's still a no. Yeah, that's you're either yeah. a rafter guy or you aren't. Yeah. If it's not demonstrative, if it's not like, you know, bang the table, yes, then it's no. Now, if we Why? win the cup this year, there you go. There's Bergeron, Krejci, Marshan, Chara, Rask, fucking Holy throw no. Olmark up there. I will <laughs> choke you. I had someone tell me earlier today, you know, as I just throw Felino up on that one right wing. And I was like, I spit out my coffee as he fucking got get out of here. Well, I mean, okay, we we, we can kind of actually segue into this next topic, I think. Well, I still want to touch one more thing for Krejci. And that was his comment. Was that where you were going? Uh, no, but go ahead, because okay. I completely skipped that. Go ahead. So, Krejci's comment after the game, uh, I think Ty Anderson tweeted it out, uh, essentially said, uh, there's, there's there's a change in this locker room, uh, and the co- uh, coaching change has something to do with it. 
You're not supposed to say the quiet part out loud. Yeah. But, but he, man, he yelled it into the quiet people. Finally. What? I said, but, but Krejci finally yelled it into a microphone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, it's, it's always the quiet ones. Isn't yeah. it? <laughs> no, but I mean, this is what we assumed yeah. for months. Mm-hmm. For months. I certainly did not think Krejci was actually going to come back. No, neither of us until did. the no, day. No. no, I don't. I don't think a lot of us did. There was a lot of hope. There was a lot of desire, but until the day that they announced that he was back, I was like, "There's no fucking chance." Right. Yeah. I, I will give. Put an embargo on his name, Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will give a little credit to Andrew here because he, when me and you were at five percent, yeah. Andrew's like, "I don't know. It's like a twenty percent chance in my book." All right, mm-hmm. good job by you, Andrew. <laughs> yeah, you know, blind squirrel well, knows how to tell time. What was our first is. thought the second he did sign? One of the first things that came into our minds was like, maybe it has something to do with the fucking coaching change, and it hasn't been talked about since. And then just casually this week there it is yeah Yeah. do you think do you think this confirms that this is why he went to chechia i think it could be two reasons i think he was Mm -hmm. sick of playing like he was unhappy at that time playing with the team or maybe not unhappy but it wasn't worth it as much as it used to be Mm -hmm. and he did apps he had said for years how he wanted his kids to be around since 2015 yeah. since yeah. 2015 so yeah. i have a real hard time believing that a coaching change would have kept him here for that year mm-hmm. that's speculatory obviously but speculatory is that even a fucking... thank you jesus christ <laughs> you had an easy day so you don't even have the to have that excuse that i did yeah oh you guys want to know something really fun again Uh-oh. super off topic I have uh, uh, sleep paralysis sometimes. You know, the crazy shit, hallucinating and all that. Mm-hmm. That's horrifying. I just found it. I, I get it like once every month or so. It gets a lot worse during the season because I'm so tired all the time that it causes it, right? So I'll end up on like West Coast swings. I'll have it like twice in one week and want to kill myself. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't mean that literally. Damn it. I'm talking too casually here. <laughs> so I so found I'm out. alive. I found out that there is a new, in my life, sleep paralysis problem I'm having called exploding head syndrome. That's a real thing. All right. Give me an example of of this. What it is, and I'd been having it for months and just ignoring it like a good Irishman would. You will be starting to fall asleep and you will hear something that is like a light bulb exploding like an electrical current in a loud fucking pop. And for months, I thought something in the house was fucked up. And then I started to realize after a few times of this happening, the dogs don't react to the noise. Tiffany doesn't react to the noise. Like no one around me ever hears it but me. I just never asked. And so the other night I got mixed in with a bright white flash and I was like, I should probably look into this. And I found out that it's part of sleep paralysis. It's harmless. Like it's, I'm not having strokes or anything. So first of all, that sounds, that does not sound harmless. It scares the shit out of you. I'll tell you that much. (laughs) It's like something explodes in your head and you are the only one who hears it. It's Congrat- so weird, dude. Congratulations. It's- Some people, most, most people who have sleep paralysis have a sleep paralysis demon. You have a sleep paralysis demolition. I yeah. also get the demon though. So I get the bo- best of both worlds. 
it's my own fault if i when i have sleep issues i fall asleep easily i sleep like a lug but when i'm up late and i don't get enough sleep that's what causes the stress mm. and the buildup of it all and then i have all those fucked up things happen isn't this fun i i feel like you're the exact opposite of me i have like one actual dream like every three months like i never dream mm-hmm. i have yeah. no dreams folks <laughs> at at this point bud uh sleep paralysis dreams are not yeah. dreams they're not dreams <laughs> hard to even call them nightmares with the shit yeah. you see during them i did have uh, i had I a would, dream i, would I, I gotta tell you guys this i had a dream this is probably about two weeks ago uh that i got enough i got worked up enough that i yelled in my sleep and woke grace up and it woke me up and the dog started moving all that shit and uh and i didn't think of anything of it later on in the day uh having a real rough day at work grace texts me and she goes hey that dream that you had you said you had a bad dream like do you remember what it was about and she's thinking i'm gonna have this like really horrible dream like somebody died or or whatever the case is and i didn't think about it but i immediately remembered what my dream was i had a softball dream and in my dream i yelled hold it because i threw it to first base and there was a runner going from first to second and the first baseman sucks so he overthrew second and the runner just kept running so i'm just yelling at the infielders to hold it and that's what i yelled yeah so I make the right play fuck yeah that's execute that's where my stress is <laughs> good for you man you must live a sheltered life or something yeah. i don't know Apparently. i know you don't but <laughs> it's a lot anyway. better than some of the alternatives that i could be dreaming about so I i'll can't, take it i'll take a sports stream any day but it's it's always going to stress me out good i can't i i can't wrap my mind around you people yeah <laughs> that's something else mm-hmm. <laughs> uh uh man that's good stuff well, at least you yeah. get at, at least you have sports dreams that are drawn from experience thomas anyway yeah seriously <laughs> just just me yelling at everyone around me yeah uh, what are you bruce cassidy got him something, something like that uh <laughs> do we what are you even talking about I don't well, can, can i get a final yes or no right now crazy in the rafters are you a yes or no right this second uh, why don't we go percentage because if I say yes, that sounds like a hundred percent, but I am not a hundred percent. I don't think any I'm, of us are. I'm about. I'm up to about sixty-five to seventy percent right now. Okay, that's higher I than you were two years ago. I don't exactly, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think it's an an immediate or an automatic. I do think his personality or lack of personality uh, outside of the locker room is a detriment to saying he will or won't be in the rafters. However, maybe it's a, a Middleton type situation where it's deserved, but it doesn't happen right away. Okay. okay. Bergeron's in the second he is yeah, gone. Hundred percent. He is getting lifted to the rafters physically. We, yeah, we've we, been we've over talked this. about this. <laughs> We're gonna stuff him. <laughs> he's he's, he's <laughs> gonna he's gonna subsist on bats. Yeah, I, I'm probably in the same boat. Sixty-five, seventy percent. The last thirty percent is gonna be very, very hard to gain. Yeah it's gonna take something big yep i'm gonna i'm actually gonna kind of go with it with a wild swing here i'm gonna say that i'm 50 percent. it okay. goes to a hundred if they win the cup sure yeah i can see that i, I think all of ours go to 100 if he wins a cup we're just like yeah fuck it put everyone on the team up there i don't yep, give a yeah. shit 
Yeah, I'll go six to midnight. To Put no shit up there. I don't fucking care. <laughs> uh, Not Trent Frederick though. He's made yeah. me look stupid enough so far. Oh, <laughs> uh, his his name's gonna be first on the cup just to fucking spite you. When he gets traded at the deadline, we're gonna be oh, so devastated. That fuck. was my prediction. That was my <laughs> prediction. I'm just saying. Uh. <laughs> Do we miss Jake DeBrusque at this point over the last two three weeks? We're five and one without him, mm-hmm. but it's a billion percent. Yeah. Well, yes, I was just about to pull out a stat that makes it a billion percent. Oh, Greg Smith, <laughs> who has been his replacement, basically had a 12% expected goal percentage on the top line in a game where we won six to nothing. That top line got caved five on yeah. five. Mm-hmm. How do you? How does that happen? The Bergeron line allowed more offense against them than they they produced. Now, that, that not happen, literally, because I think they scored a goal and the lines they faced didn't. But still, yes, correct. <laughs> well, Bergeron scored, yeah, yeah. So, but either way, wait, it was he, it was not a good he, game. No, he scored in the Toronto game. I don't. No, he did. He, the Martian gave him a wait. Hold on. He had that little tapper in, but that was in the uh, that was in the Toronto game. Yeah, I think that was the Toronto game. That was the Toronto game. I don't know. Folks, he didn't I drink score. a lot. <laughs> God, I, I swear. Oh, man, my, my stupid brain's not going to let me do this now. Well, who scored the six? I'm not going to look it up, but when I know the answer suddenly, don't out me. We are not perfect people. Oh, we're embarrassing ourselves. Marchand. Marchand yeah. scored and it was assisted by Grizzlick and Bergeron. It was That's a 4 right. nothing goal. 3 nothing goal, right. excuse me. Okay. So yeah, they did. They, that line scored a goal, but still, uh, it's, they, yeah. it was. They mostly got caved. I was really weird looking at it as a whole because you're like, this is a dominant win, and somehow our best line gets outplayed. Yeah, I, I, but I think it's indicative. Like Craig Smith on the top line needs to end. He's he's what Felino was last year. He's just a black hole, but without the the defensive acumen. Yeah. Like, at least last year, Felino was like, hey, well, you're not doing anything in our zone. <laughs> right? Like, that. well, that was his thing. It's like, I, I will shut him down. Like, Forbore is is one of the few players on this team that analytically has, like, negative value. But we all sit there and go, no, he doesn't. Like, yes, analytics-wise, because he creates no offense at all, but he has value because of the way we play him. Sure. That was what Felino had to be last year. Felino still technically has negative value too for the contract because the contract's stupid. But he's Smith has become that of like no value in the offensive zone, and then continues to not be good defensively. But that's never been his job. No. Can we talk about Felino for two seconds? Yeah. Did you guys see the hot mic? You want me to oh, so you, fucking I, face in? Oh yeah. Yeah, Dave. That's what they're telling. <laughs> this is so fucking what you're good. telling me is i'm just supposed to pummel his fucking face in? Oh, i love it after the game his after the game he, he one of his kids was with him and after the game he goes i i heard i had a hot, i heard i had a hot mic moment today and he turns to his kid and goes you're not allowed to watch that yeah <laughs> you know what's so strange this has been a good week of hockey like every week has been for the bruins and we are spicy the past couple games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're fucking worked up. We're irate. We're getting pissed. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it, but it's, it, Marshan isn't even leading the way. Marshan isn't even in these scrums. Just he was, I, a little, he was a little chippy the other night. 
Uh, yeah. Do you when you when you get this kind of team wide production? Do you, I guess, create things to get hyped about, like mad about, like in the dog days? It's it's almost like they shit the bed or farted themselves to death, if you will. <laughs> Man, um, that got that got a lot of love <laughs> last week. <laughs> uh, but it's almost like they shit the bed against Seattle, and now they're using that that little bit. So maybe Monty actually did kind of lay into him and they're like, yeah, we don't want to piss off Monty because he's our boy. Yeah. We need to rally around this and we're yeah. better than this. Like there's no doubt about it. That team, I don't know if they've ever had this much confidence in the locker room. Yeah. Just ever like in yeah. th- th- this iteration, I should say, I mean, mm-hmm. 2011 is a definitely a different, different. Yeah. Animal. But did they have the confidence? Not at this point in the season, I don't think that. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. They didn't have the confidence at this point of the season. Once you got into the play, the playoff run, you know. Yeah. Different story. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I'll agree with you, man. Like, Ian, you're you're right. It's This team does look a little bit fired up right now. Mm-hmm. And it's Just getting spicy. I'm not mad at that. I'm Me neither. Play with mm-hmm. a fucking edge. I, well, you're getting every team's best every time, or they're yeah. supposed to be Flyers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. About the Flyers. <laughs> Maybe that was the Flyers' best. We're not really sure. Uh, the Flyers so are sad. having a the Flyers are having a rough week. Another bit of news about them just came out. Uh, did you guys hear about Ivan Provorov? Yeah, refused to wear the Pride jersey. Mm-hmm. Snowflake, which is why he got benched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But he played. No, he didn't. He did. He did. He was listed on the roster. I believe he played. He he would not come out for warmies. Let me double check because I'm I'm pretty sure that he was on the ice. Uh, Sir, please never call it game. warmies. Uh, what 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 do you want me to call him? Not warmies. I kind of like warmies. Yeah, he did play. He yeah, he played. Minutes. He, he what did he lead the team in minutes after yeah. that? He Probably. fucking did. <laughs> What the fuck? So ridiculous. Speaking of minutes, also, too, we got to take into account that uh, the minutes in the Philly game, I think Bergeron only played like 12, 13 minutes. Love that. A lot of of players didn't play like a full slate. Uh, And I I, I think it was Jack. No, actually, I think it was Brick at the end of the game. He said that this game was essentially practice for them. I was looking at what an absolute absolute from the top rope moment by Brick. That's that's what it is. Like, it's it's embarrassing. Like I, if if I was Philadelphia and heard that being said, I would be disappointed. But then you got to look in the mirror. Like no, we gave them the opportunity to treat us as practice because we yeah. put out a shit effort. If you see a Bruins effort like that, even in our three nothing loss to Seattle, we had a lot more effort than what Philly put together yeah. on Monday. Yeah, I mean, was, this is the National Hockey League. There's no mercy rule. There's no, yeah. like, you get what you get. And to your point, Thomas, Greer had a 10-minute misconduct in, in that game mm-hmm. and had, I believe, a season high for him, 9.45 of ice time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a 10-minute misconduct and still had a season high in minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, that's, that's the, the game, game to do it. That's the game to do it. <laughs> it sure is. I thought he was pretty good. I thought he actually, with how with how crispy it was getting, a lot of respect to what Greer did. He did not shy away from a fucking thing. Yep. He also he also played intelligently. 
um, Nick Delorier, the fucking plug, was trying to pick a fight all day with Greer and Frederick, and they both said they both a kept the gloves on and b pointed at the scoreboard as they yeah. should. Yeah, which I'm honestly I'm more impressed in Freddie doing that than I am Greer. All things yeah. considered. What else do you boys want to touch on before we jump into uh, predictions and voicemails and oh, all man. of our traditional show shit? Oh my God, do we have to do predictions? We do. <laughs> and we're going we're gonna to have to talk, have a conversation before we do. I want to mention one thing really quickly, and I don't want us to get in a whole thing about it because we've sort of had this conversation eight times. <laughs> Corey Pronman has released That's a it. new... No, I'm out. Yeah, all right has released a new list, this time 154 players of under 23 age players um, for his like prospects, league prospects, top 154. Um, the reason it stops at 154 is because the last tier is middle of the lineup prospects. And then he didn't want to go further than that. It's I such have an one, arbitrary number. It is. I have one issue with this list. Right. So not a single Bruins player on it, not a single Tampa player on it. The only two teams that don't have a single guy on it. You can tell me you don't think Lee Sell is an elite player or an all star or a top of the lineup guy or a top six guy. You can tell me you don't believe that he's going to be any of that. You can tell me Lori is never going to be a top pairing guy. Whatever. You can tell me that all of our Harrison, uh, Mantikivi, fucking Merkulov, uh, Poitois, Doug Mellis, it doesn't matter. You can tell me all those guys, none of them will be top six or top four guys. And I'll be like, yeah, the prospect pool isn't great. But the moment you tell me that Lee Sell does not have the potential to be a top nine forward in the NHL, I'm just out, man. Like, I don't, I'm not going to take you too seriously on this one. Like, I just don't. You could have put 155. He literally put a section in for names that dropped off the list, and Lee Sell was one of them. He's almost a point per game in the AHL. As at a 19, teenager. At 19, you don't believe he could be a top nine guy in the, in the NHL. Top nine. Yeah. But you don't way. believe Lori could be a top four guy in the NHL. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just, I look, I. I don't this think isn't, he's a this isn't just this isn't just oh they're leaving our guys out uh, you know whatever well this is, we're fully aware that we have a shit prospect pool yeah but these are good prospects wow yeah. we have two of them I know but what brings me two. out the fuck up what brings me out on it is that he has a guy I I, I brought I, I pulled an example out of that article Lucas Reichel he's the top prospect for the Chicago Blackhawks has followed almost the same exact development path to the letter that Fabian Liesel has. He is not as dynamic or as fluid or as any of those things as, as Liesel is. Same kind of path, point per game, nearly a point per game in the AHL as a 19-year-old. Pretty impressive guy. He is, he is an impressive guy. He's got potential. Ranked him 55th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What the what the fuck? <laughs> yep. Again, I'm not sitting here being like, oh, he's just biased against our players. But when you make certain, when you when you just take certain guys like that out of it, what are you supposed to? What is the fan base supposed to do? Pronman, like, Come on, man. Pronman more than anybody else will hold on to his favorites like a fucking binky. 
And the ones he does not like, he's like, they do not exist. They just exactly. do not exist. And he doesn't like Lee Sell. And I think it's been obvious. I think it's been obvious for years now. He's a top five skater in that draft, and he's still like, eh. I think yeah. he has him listed as an average skater, too. Yeah, he's, he, uh, dude's a ghoul. Dude's a ghoul. I don't get it. He's way smarter than me. He does way more research than me on prospects. I want to take his word for it. But you can't tell me you don't believe he could, that Lee Sell's ceiling is a top nine. Yeah. And, like, and again... This isn't, this isn't, he's against the Bruins. Scott Wheeler ranked our prospect pool 30th. And we we're like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I yeah. still thought his list was fucking bonkers, but whatever. It's fine. But Wheeler, Wheeler puts, is, is Wheeler, when he defends his shit, it's, he's thoughtful about it. If you're going to take a shit, have the guts to stand by your shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But man, whatever. Yeah, like, it is whatever. I don't I, I don't care. I'm taking the patient route with the prospects because this is a long road ahead for most of these guys years away. Um, and that's fine. That's that's the position we're in. That's that's the way it's supposed to be right now, because we have been a team in the playoff mix for 15 years mm -hmm. or 13 or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, so I think just, yeah, you could definitely make the argument that it's it's been since it's been since two thousand the two thousand seven two thousand eight season. Yeah, so that's so seventeen years. <laughs> Jesus, mm -hmm. seven. That doesn't sound right. Two thousand seven, two thousand twenty three, buddy. Yeah, all right. I mean, sixteen. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That doesn't feel right though. It yeah, makes it me doesn't feel makes, right at all. Me feel aged. Connor Bedard is about to go number one in this draft. And he was born the same year I graduated high school. <laughs> hey, maybe I should just unalive at this point. Maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe we've moved a good one. Maybe this is it. Just, uh, as, just as well, you've peaked. Yeah. Speaking of people who have never peaked, Andrew. Andrew. Andrew's back on the board. Back on the board. <laughs> we had... A three-way tie this week in predictions. All of us had uh, two wins, one loss, and a 11-goal uh, differential. Which is crazy because even last week we were talking about it. It's like we've been getting three, four, five-goal differentials for the whole week, and then all of us just doubled that shit. Yeah. And all of us landed on eleven. Yep. All of us had a fucking well. We all we all lost the Seattle game. Oh yeah, awful week. So the natural thing, uh, typically, I feel like last time when it was me and you who tied. What was it like uh -huh. two three weeks ago? Two. Weeks the natural ago, thing yeah. was just say let's just split the point. So yeah. we're at point five. So this time around, being a three way tie, there's no tiebreakers. It's way more funnier. <laughs> To give Andrew a fraction of a point, so Andrew officially back on the on the board in the standings at one point three wins on the season. Yeah, hey, that's great. There is an argument though. There is an argument. Look, we've already set the precedent. We didn't punish you when we tied for predicting a shutout that didn't work out, right? Mm -hmm. We already set this precedent. Here's the problem. Andrew predicted a shutout against our biggest current rival. I mean, this feels like a punishment either way. Here. Well, he predicted a shutout in the biggest game of the year up to this point. He predicted a shutout on the first game you guys get to go to together. And most importantly, he predicted a shutout and the Leafs scored 
on which shot, Andrew? The first shot of the, the game. The first yeah. shot of the game. I will say Andrew had some fucking sand to predict a shutout, knowing he was going to be at the game with me. Mm-hmm. With how much shit I give him every single time he picks a shutout. That's true. He knew why I did it, baby. That's why I knew a punch was coming. Yeah, and it came. It, it did. did it? Yeah, it was after. It was after the fact. Was, we went out for one more bar before his train came, and before I went back to my uh, parking garage. But. I went ahead and popped him in the chest. Probably gave mm-hmm. him about like twenty five percent energy at this point. But I think it was just still riding a high from how the game went. Uh, didn't really want to fucking lay him out. But if we lost, Andrew Andrew would not be speaking on this podcast. <laughs> Either that, or I'd be singing soprano. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, although we're each getting a third of a point. I want there to be shame involved. I want there to be shame involved for Andrew. The uh, first shot of the game. Fuck, man. His his I, face I on that video say. that I posted on Twitter was enough shame. It was just a deer in headlights fear. Yeah. Oh, he was afraid. <laughs> no, no. So so those those of you who those of you who did see that video, I'm pleading my case. And the reason I was pleading my case is that Anthony next to me convinced me it was offsides. And I was like, this is offsides. <laughs> <laughs> so we can blame uh, uh, we can play Anthony for that one. <laughs> AKA Bruins Network on Twitter. Go follow him. Really good yep. follow. Good follow. Good follow. Yep. Got another mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, Let's do predictions, boys. Let's jump into it. Oh my god. Andrew. I feel like I, I feel like I just got 40 <laughs> lashes. <laughs> Andrew, you oh. know goddamn well you're starting. Uh, oh, tonight, Bruins on the island, 7, 7.30. 7.30 puck drop. Just to fuck me up for like that extra little 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Andrew, where where's your head at for this one? 7.30 puck drop. TNT, nationally televised. I think Allmark gets a start here. And I'm feeling, I'm feeling a 3-1 dub. Now, I thought I thought uh, Jack and Brick said that they're going to be at the arena, so this should be on Nesson too. I thought tonight. Well, um, I guess I'll go fuck myself. Hang on. Nope, it's on TNT. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's on TNT and Nesson, according to. Oh, uh, there it is. There it is. Yeah. So Thomas is right. Yeah. And I was right too. I was just more right. That's all. You definitely alluded to it only be on TNT. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I, uh, I was a third of a point right. Yeah, exactly. That sounds, yeah, that sounds that's exactly right. what you were. Yeah. Uh, Bruins, Bruins four, four one tonight. Okay. God, I want to predict a shutty so badly, mm-hmm. but it just after what you just after the after what you just espoused. Can you hear Velma? Yes. As soon as I said Shuddy, she was like, You Do fucking it. dumb piece of shit! Do it! Do it! <laughs> uh, no, I- I'm gonna go with a really solidly earned 3 2 dub. Okay. So 3 nothing dub, got it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanna be mad. Thursday. Back to back. Oh, this Playing one's gonna be good for you, Thomas. I'll start it. Uh, I cannot predict a loss in Madison Square Garden at this point. Um, it is back to back. The question is, does Omar play tonight or does he play tomorrow? 
That's the question. And at the time of recording, we don't know who started. I'm going to assume that it's Olmark tonight, based on the fact that Swayman started on Monday. So this would be Swayman. Swayman's been hot. Swayman's been decent enough on the road lately. 3-2 dub. We like that. Ian? I have to go quick because Velma won't start stop barking. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with a uh, Fortitude dub. Okay. God damn it, Velma. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead and give us Sharks at Bruins on Sunday? A 7 p.m. Sunday start. So. Oh, the, my boy Timo Myers is going to score twice. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm what just about gonna... your boy Tomas Hurdle? No, fuck that guy. He's supposed to be a Bruin. God damn uh, No. Um, <laughs> I do. Velma, come on, work with me here. <laughs> it's going to be a 5-1 dub, actually, against the Sharks. Okay, then. all right. So, first of all, let me give my Rangers prediction since I was skipped over. <laughs> Just assuming that you're going to lose that one. So. Yeah. 2-1 uh, overtime dub. I feel a close one. I feel a real close one. But 2-1 overtime dub, and I'll say the winner, get, the winner is Lin- Lindy gets the winner. Okay. Yeah, I, I think we're all feeling a close one on that. It's just bound to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sharks at Bruins, not going to be a close one. I'm with it. I'm with Ian on this. Uh, I had 5-1. I'll go 4-1 just, just to give us a little difference and to make sure that I lose by one goal in differential uh, and fall two full games behind. Nice. <laughs> I'll go 3-2 because... On that West Coast swing, the Sharks played us better than any of the, any of the other teams did. Then again, you know, that's not exactly that's not a high bar. Anything. That's not saying, that's that's not not saying dick, yeah. but 3-2, yeah. 3-2 two, two win. I think this is going to be a close week. This is going to be some good games. That's fair. Mm. All right. So uh, before we wrap it up, we do have a couple of voicemails. You guys want to dive on that? I do. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Ian and Thelma, okay. She's still over there, like soft barking at this point. <laughs> just, just letting you know. I might, sure. I might listen to the voicemail on my headphones and go check on her and figure out what she's going crazy on. Do it. Here's the first one. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Zach T calling in um, on this uh, Monday night. Uh, the Bruins absolutely destroyed Philly today. It's a great game. Uh, but I'm calling for a little different reasons. So first, just want to say uh, I hope that uh, Andrew and Thomas, you guys had a good time with that uh, Maple Leafs game. Obviously, they won 4-3, so that was um, that was a good game. I also, I, it was really surprising um, when on the Short Trip uh, pod Twitter feed, there was a video of Andrew, and um, I had no idea that he cut his hair. Because the last time that I saw Andrew, or like, you know, was face-to-face was when I recorded with you guys on that episode in the summer. And Andrew had long hair, so it was really crazy and surprising to see him with short hair. But um, yeah, I just got a little fun question for you guys. I know usually I call in asking you your thoughts about the team and where they're at, but it's a little fun question. So um, a couple weeks ago, TD Garden uh, re-signed a deal through like 2045 or some, some year, like 20 years from now, uh, to keep it. With a partnership with TD Bank to keep it called to be called TD Garden, um, which I think is great. But my question, fun question to you guys would be if for some reason, you know, they couldn't, in, in a different world, they didn't get this deal done and they backed out and they had to scrap the whole name. The TD, the Garden, the whole name is gone. 
and you want you guys were given the ability to pick the new name what would you call our arena what, what would you call it but uh hope you guys are having a good weekend uh, go bees it go bees be, yeah it would be so painful to not call it the garden and i don't know if we'll ever call it anything other than the garden but based on his uh his question where we can't uh some variation obviously fleet is no longer uh with us r.i.p fleet but it would have to be something center uh, and kind of go off of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. I like it. Low quality center. Love it. Yep. The low, low quality center. Low quality center. Low quality center. Mm-hmm. Yep. Maybe yeah. as it's starting to deteriorate and we have to build another new one, but yeah. <laughs> low quality center. I, I, wow, that's a really good question, Zach. Mm-hmm. You couldn't, why? Well, th- th- How about the big dunk? The big dunk. I was thinking the same thing. Big dunk. Yeah, the big dunk. Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts is dunk. like fuck Providence. We're we're out of there now. So let's grab the big, the big dunk. Hell yeah! We could okay, do like a dunk. Oh, yep. Okay. We, we could do a uh, a Dick's Sporting Goods partnership, and it's a House yeah. of Dicks. Yeah. Dick dunks. Yeah. Dick's, the Dick Center. Dick's dunks. The Dick Center. <laughs> uh, is it there? Dicks. Is it there? there, there there's a, there's a stadium. It's like the Thomas Dix Center. It is the, like a like a arena. It's like in Las Vegas or something. It's like the Thomas and Dix Center or something like that. I think that's already taken. Right <laughs> He's like my name and Dix. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't see it. God, what else would be fun? I don't know. I, I'll go with big dunks though. The big the dunks. Comcast fucking suck center. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Got him. Uh, the Nesson Fixture App Center. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Huntington, New York has a rink called Dick's Hills. Dick's Hills? I've been there. Have, have you? you really? I have, actually. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. It sounds like huh. something you would want to forget about. You know, honestly, I don't know what happened to the building, so uh, maybe <laughs> I did. <laughs> just a hill of, just a, doesn't amount to a hill of dicks, I guess. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Zach, for... Let's uh, let's do one more here. I'm gonna have to really think about that. That's really good. Yeah, I'm gonna. I want to hear uh, listeners give us some examples of what they think it should be called. So at me and at Zach too. Get them in on this. Uh, Here's one more call before we wrap it up tonight. Hey, this is Bobino, host of the Boozers Pod. You never heard of it because it sucks. (laughs) First off, I wanted to talk about. The Kraken. Holy shit. What a game. Dude, that goalie stood on his freaking head because Pasta was laying him into him. I'm going to pause it. Thank you for not saying his name. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nobody wanted to hear that goalie's name. Nope. That, especially Ian. Yeah. <laughs> Ian was like, Ian, Ian had clenched butthole waiting for his name <laughs> to just come out of his mouth. Uh, Bruins legend Martin Jones. <laughs> Next conversation, I have the question for you guys. I hate the Maple Leafs. They are by far my worst team. I hate them worse than the Canadians. More of a statement But after seeing that game <laughs> Saturday night, I think that was one of the most enjoyable games I've ever watched in my entire life. Yep. I would not want to see them in the playoffs just because I don't want to be the team that, that, they lose, that they finally beat. I know they'll probably Toronto it, but they still scare me. Either way. <laughs> Would that be the best seven-game series ever? If it's anything like that Saturday night game, I think it would. But anyway, 
That was my question. Peace out. Love the show. Thanks a lot, Babina. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've had we've had that series multiple times with Toronto, uh, where it goes to the seven, and it's the best series ever. It would be the best series ever if we didn't finish it off and take the dub. Uh, but yeah, if 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 it can go exactly like it did on Saturday night, minus me spilling beer all over my dick, I will take that series. All over your dick times. and all over a mama three. Yeah, yeah. That makes it sound it, so much worse. The series Why would have <laughs> the series would have such potential to be again just a great one. I basically guarantee that Toronto is is gonna break their curse against a team that's like, are you fucking kidding me? Whether it's us or Tampa or the Habs is probably like if they do it against like Buffalo someday, you're gonna be like, eh, okay, yeah. yeah. It's it's gonna be a team that you're like fuck. They really that, that fan base is hurting right now. That playoff drought is old enough to vote. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Just it would it, it has great potential. I don't want to meet them in the first round. I don't want to meet Tampa in the first round. Um, I would like to win the division. I don't care about winning the the league, the Presidents Trophy. I don't give a shit about that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do. I would like to avoid that kind of first round matchup. Yeah, I would. I would not want to play Toronto or Carolina in the first round. Everybody else, fine. Those are the two teams that scare me a little bit. Tampa's mm-hmm. been really tanning it on too, man. I don't know. They're they're always going to. They're always yeah, going no, to. And somehow they they're going to get a easy. Hi, Velma. Uh, somehow they're going to have to get an easy matchup in the first round because that's just what to, uh, Tampa gets. But mm-hmm. yeah. It is what it, it looks is, like. But, it looks like it looks like the the Tampa and Toronto are heading for a collision course in the first round. Which I mean, which would be a great so series. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'll take seven games of that all day. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Boys, any uh, <gasps> closing? Stop, please. <laughs> any closing thoughts? Yeah, Velma. Um, yes, actually, uh, go Velma. Yeah, go, go Velma. Velma. She's so pretty. Oh, she's climbing on me. Yep. Do you see her? Oh, hi, baby. Oh, she's Hello, face. girl. She's literally saying, I don't know what I did, Dad. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, she's not. She's a spoiled brat. She's never said that. She's like, sorry. I'm a dog. I don't know what I'm barking at, but I know I must bark. <laughs> she's so good. I love her so much. Is that anyway, what are we talking thought? about? That's your closing Yeah, that's thought. my closing thought. I that's just it. love my dog, man. I just <laughs> love my yeah. I love my dogs. They're everything yep. to me. Yep. Dogs, shout out, beers, shout out and Teddy and Lucy for me. There mm-hmm. you go. I don't have a dog. Your life yeah. is incomplete. Yeah. My life is incomplete. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. We're, we're probably going to end up with a bird in this household. So good yeah. luck. Which is like, which I is have like great advice for you. Of a, of a dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have great advice for you. Don't fucking do that. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't do that. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not my call. Do you have any idea? First of all. Uh, no, I shouldn't say unfortunately because I do like birds. I really do like birds, but birds are a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they smell terrible. They are so easy to carry disease. They are loud as shit all the time. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a specialty vet around you somewhere that can take care of it. Or a window. Or first a window. of all, it's a good point. first of all, you know whose call it's not? Mine. It's mm-hmm. the lady of the house. Yeah. But don't you want a pet you can cuddle with? I want a cat at the very least. God, you would be a cat guy. Yeah. I've always had cats. He's a cat guy. But I can also picture him walking around with a pocket full of bird seed. 
Oh, that's sadder than being a cat guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no. I, I feed the pigeons in the park. <laughs> oh, no, buddy. On that note, uh, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back and be thankful about my life right now. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'm going to. I'm going to hit, hit stop and uh, be thankful about my third of a life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you my got. one third of a life. That's right. Oh, man. Go bees. Go bees! Go bees. I'm glad that you're